This podcast is a proud member of the CypherCast Network. Discover more at cyphercast.net and follow us on Twitter at cyphercast.net. Welcome to Incantations, an Invisible Sun podcast. I'm Scott. And I'm Dave. And I'm Rustin. You did it. (laughs) And we will be your guides along the path of suns. Today we sing one spell with All You Are Is Mine to Use. We discuss the release of Invisible Sun in PDF. Join us on the path of suns and we may may uncover a secret or two. When we cast All You Are Is Mine to Use, we discuss the books and other releases for our Invisible Sun games. This time we're going to talk about the Invisible Sun PDFs that are now available uh, to purchase and even available like they've been sent out to Kickstarter backers. Um, so we thought this was uh, an important update to Invisible Sun and we wanted to at least talk about it and get a sense of uh, what we think of it. So... Um, Hey, PDFs are out. Uh, what do you think, Scott? How do you feel about that? Uh, I'm happy uh, for two reasons. The first, as I've mentioned several times before, uh, my Invisible Sun play has been almost entirely online. Uh, in mm-hmm. fact, it has been entirely online except for when I played at Gen Con. Though uh, I hope to be playing again uh, in person in Rustin's game. Rustin's back. Hello. Uh, hello. Good. Hope to see you there. I'm going to take that as a soft <laughs> commitment. Yes, <laughs> um, and uh, this uh, this news dropped while while we um, around the time we were recording with Rustin for his own uh, kind of episodes, so we just kept him on to talk about this news. Um, so I'm happy about the access to the PDFs for purposes of of online game and distance play because I think the PDFs will mm-hmm. be helpful for that. Also, I do like there being a less expensive on ramp to the game. I think that extends the lifetime of the game. Uh, as well as opening it up to a broader audience uh, it's that would could not get the game if they missed the two Kickstarters, uh, or at least there are, there are very few copies available to those who missed the two Kickstarters. So I was uh, happy to see this, um, e- uh, even when for, for a long time they just said that this game will not be in PDF, and well, they listened. And they changed their mind. They, yeah, MCG tends to listen, uh, which is which is good. I, I'm also very happy about getting the PDFs. I personally don't use PDFs at the table. Uh, and if you listen to our previous episode, uh, I don't really play games online. So, I mean, I'm not going to use the PDFs for that either. Uh, but I do really like having the PDFs so that if I have a question, you know, in between sessions uh, that came up during you know, play at the table, I can, I can use a PDF to quickly find, you know, whatever it is I'm looking for, because doing a, doing a control F in a PDF is way faster than, you know, hitting the table of contents or looking in the index and trying to figure out like, how do you, uh, can you spend accuracy Bene for extra damage? And that was a question I had this morning. And it took me about a minute of, you know, searching through the PDF and stumbling upon it and actually getting the answer. So I'm really happy about that part of being able to use the PDFs for my purposes. Yeah. And I know for you know me, as a, we discussed last episode as well, um, I'm 
almost exclusively someone that prefers around the table uh, gaming. Um, mm-hmm. And I am also very excited about the PDFs. Um, I tend to run uh, as much as I can um, off out of the books, but I found that especially with my, my pre-existing uh, 5e uh, game, that if I had some really obscure question that came up, it was always easier to have a laptop just sort of sitting over to the side and I could simply Google search the answer. And most yep. of that information, even though it's not been been published, you know, directly online for free, you can usually find, you know, Google's a magical thing, and you can usually find an answer pretty quickly there. So I'm pretty excited about the idea that while I'm playing Invisible Sun, that uh, I could actually do a little bit between what you and Scott are talking about. And although I won't be online, I envision a world in which I have a laptop open, I have all the PDFs open, and if I need something, I can just, you know, turn over and, as you say, do a control F and quickly search the document mm-hmm. for the info. Yeah. The, the other thing that I'm really happy about is um, we had the key in PDF uh, earlier, which which was nice just for getting a campaign up and running because you could you could share that with your players and, you know, they could get uh, a little bit of reading time ahead of time to take a look at Fortes and, you know, other stuff. But there were other character options that aren't in the key uh, that you can find in the way. Uh, yeah. And that's going to be your character secrets, your house secrets, your um, a, a more detailed breakdown of how your magic works for your given order. Uh, so just having those two books in PDF, I think, is really useful so that you can give that stuff out to your players if they don't have the books. Yeah. And it's not just the books. Uh, I was a little surprised and delighted to find that the PDF includes, or the PDF packet includes not just the books, but includes the spells, it, and mm-hmm. it includes even the guiding hand. That the, in fact, the part that's maybe happiest is having a, fo- a form fillable version of the guiding hand. Oh, I hadn't really thought about that being form fillable, but that's pretty cool. Yeah, there's actually a couple of different documents in there that they have that are form fillable like that. Uh, the guiding hand, I think, is probably the most notable one. Um, where you'd be using it all the time, but there was there was there were a couple of been there. Um, I actually kind of thought it was pretty almost overwhelming that they had literally everything in there. I mean, they've got scans of the cloth maps, they've got scans of the game board. Ooh, they have cloth map scans. Yeah, and they have there were bookmarks included that are almost just like little ads for Invisible Sun. They scanned all those. Mm-hmm. Well, the bookmarks have tables of contents on them. That's true. They do have that. Yeah, having all the the spells is really nice. Uh, there, there was something that we got as Kickstarter backers, which was uh, just a, a text document with all of the spells in the game, uh, which I actually use all the time. Uh, I've found that to be extremely useful. Uh, so having those spells in a PDF that are in a printable format also nice. Uh, like I'll probably use that, um, but just being able to search through the, through the spells in either place is going to be really nice to have. Yeah. So overall, I would say, yeah, this is this is this is great. This is a good this is a good step for them to take. Um, I know that the original design. If you read the Kickstarter updates and you read their articles that they've published since then. One of the first things that they always put out there is Monty's original vision for this was this massive physical thing that you would put on a table and it would sort of celebrate everybody being able to get together and sitting around the table and being able to pick up the bits and 
you know, move cubes around and have cards for everything. It was a real physical experience that he was, that he had conceived of. Um, but I'm really glad that they've made these PDFs because as nice as the physical experience is, I think being able to have these PDFs is really useful and it's supplemental. Yeah. And, you know, to get to the one of the points uh, Scott mentioned earlier in brief, uh, I, I really think that this is set to probably extend the life cycle or the lifespan of this game by quite a bit. Um, you know, the price mm-hmm. point being as high as it was and with, you know, especially as someone that was in a Kickstarter and watched all of the tribulations that MCG went through just to get this thing built and get them, you know, created and, pu- and printed and on a ship i mean do you guys remember watching the little map for the shipping where is the ship at it's in the it's in the ocean somewhere i mean you know it it was a real i mean i think the more complex your physical creation is the more uh work you're really putting into how difficult it is just to create the thing to get to a market in the first place so i think that this was a complex enough project that it was going to be hard on a from a just a sheerly production point of view to, to really keep it going after a point. So the idea of releasing this in a virtual space, I think is, is probably going to extend the life of this a great deal and not make it nearly so niche a product. Yeah. I could see the, the life being extended here because there have been a lot of games popping up online. Um, like the web DM people they've got, uh, it's Grant Ellis, I believe he's got a whole bunch of games running all at the same time now. And that's all digital. Um, and then you've got uh, a woman with hollow eyes, which sure they're doing that in a physical space, but it's still, it still feels similar to, you know, what they're doing with the online streaming, uh, for games. And this is going to be able to just open that up to more people. Yeah. We had the truth bleeds at twilight game as well. And I know some, mm-hmm. uh, one of the benefits that we had in developing that was the digital copy of the sooth deck that had already been given out. So they were able to convert those assets into digital tabletop assets and use them as part of the stream. I would not be shocked to learn that the uh, popularity of Invisible Sun for streaming and streaming more generally is part of what convinced MCG to go ahead and release this as a PDF in digital format because they sort of understand that uh, a, a lot of people are seeing and learning, you know, seeing new RPGs, learning about new RPGs, are being convinced to try new RPGs based on Twitch streams and other streaming uh, experiences. And that it, any game they make moving forward will likely be designed with that in mind. And that uh, for Invisible Sun to be able to take full advantage of this new phenomenon in the gaming space, uh, they needed to have these assets out there so that people could really use them. It makes me think we should probably, you know, reach out to somebody who is running games online and, you know, have a chat with them. It's come up in several, several of our interviews, but there are certainly more people we can talk to and mm-hmm. uh, new voices to hear about their experiences in playing uh, Invisible Sun online, in playing Invisible Sun with a notion that there's a camera, whether you're playing together in the same room or not. Uh, just the idea that you're performing for another audience is, I would, it changes the dynamics, at least from, in my experience, it changed the dynamics of how I played the game. I remember doing one recording where we were setting it up to release to an audience and oh man, uh, it was extremely stressful. 
<laughs> so uh, lots of respect to the people who actually, you know, put that stuff together and do it. Like it's, it's, it's work. Yeah. And it always seems like if you're going to release something uh, like an online gaming session like that, you got to be pretty confident that, you know, what people will be watching is actually entertaining. So kudos to mm-hmm. people for, for realizing that they do or do not have something entertaining. So they either do or don't stream it live for people. Yeah, and uh, our podcast is not entertainment, so I don't feel any stress. (laughs) (laughs) So one last thing I wanted to talk about here would be the the price on the PDFs. Uh, So these these uh, the the PDFs for Invisible Sun, you can purchase them on the store right now if you want to, Uh, and we have a link in the show notes. I imagine that most people who listen to this have backed the Kickstarter and probably don't need to do this. Um, but if you didn't back the Kickstarter, you can buy the PDS for $99. And I think I've seen a bit of chatter going on about how expensive that is. And what do, what do you guys think about the, the price point for these PDFs? I tend to think that that's actually kind of a false comparison. Uh, I mean, if, if what you're talking about getting is the equivalent of a player's handbook, maybe. But what you're getting is essentially the equivalent of a player's handbook, a couple volumes of spell books, a DM's guide, a monster's manual, and the digital representations of, you know, Paizo tokens and all this other stuff. I mean, you just, it really does seem like you're getting a lot of stuff there. I mean, if you took, I think, the number of PDFs they have and kind of, you know, divided the cost of each individual PDF, if you took that cost and you split it by how many, you know, separate volumes of stuff you're getting, I mean, each of those individual volumes is actually not that much uh mcg just has it all packaged together in one package here so you're getting the totality of it but you kind of i think with invisible sun need the totality of it i mean if you think about it for a second if you were going to buy only one pdf file from what was released um which one would you buy that you could play this game with uh if i was a player i would buy the key and have access to some of what i want because I'd also want the way. Yeah, but again, can you, as a gaming group, sit down and play this game with just a digital copy of the key? No. Well, yeah. and I think uh, it'll be interesting to see the uh, how people react to. I think it's this morning. If you are keeping use this to figure out when we're recording, uh, announcement for Pathfinder Two Second Editions uh, rollout in August. Um, there's a PDF tier and a physical tier. And just as one thing I noticed, it's really hard to map book to book for comparison because Invisible Sun set up differently than a lot of other RPGs are and how it divides topics across books and the like. Uh, but for comparison, the, there's a, I think it's a spell card components being released for Pathfinder 2. Then you, hmm. of course, have the, um, the, the player's handbook. And there isn't a direct correlation between say the dm screen that you might have in another game but in for uh, for visible sun you have both your character tomes and uh, a variety of handouts and all the cards um i think yeah and so there's it's it's hard to map it one to one but 99 dollars you, you get to 99 dollars pretty quickly even with pdfs of game lines as opposed to looking at individual books yeah uh, and this, is, of course, is only the conversation we can have of, of games that are even available in PDF. Some very prominent games, you they don't even let people have this option at all. 
Um, so yes, $99 is, is more than people typically pay for PDFs. I think that's in part because of the mentality that because PDFs are a non-depletable good, that is when I buy it, there's not less of it available for other people. <laughs> That they think, well, that means it's free because the marginal cost is free, but the fixed costs of actually developing it are, are still still there and there uh, should be respected. And the artists and the uh, writers should be respected for their work. And this is a, like a, a thousand pages of, P, of of RPG development and tons and tons of art and playtesting time and development time that all went into this. So. $99 doesn't seem like a lot to me to get an entire game line, um, though it might be a lot if we're talking about just getting the player's handbook or the equivalent of this a, a single core rule book. This is, seems like it's so much more than that. So it doesn't offend me, but others may be offended and they're free to be offended. Uh, I, I would be shocked to see if in six months there's a change and PDFs are available book to book. Uh, I think they're probably going to keep this as one unit for the reason you mentioned, that you can't run it with just one book. Um, in fact, they're more likely to get complaints if they offer it book to book that people will buy the way and go, I can't run a game with this. What is this? <laughs> or they buy the key and like, this is the first book. Why can't I run it? Like, where are, the, where are all the cards? Like, the cards are a separate entity entirely. It is uh, a game that importantly relies on the experience of the whole. So I suspect this is where they're going to draw the line and say this, they're uh, offering this PDF as a more obsess accessible option, but no, they're not planning on having a, uh, a series of smaller units that you can buy. Uh, it's still a, a purchase they anticipate being made at the group level, not just one person uh, or each person at the table buying a copy. Yeah, and I, th I think that that's, a, a, you know, again, an important way to kind of look at it. You know, the fact that you, you really do kind of need the whole thing. You can't just drop the spell cards out and pretend. Like, well, I mean, I guess you could make things up, you know. You, you could fill that in with yourself. But, um, you know, I, again, I, th I think people are they're looking at perhaps just from their own point of view. And they're like, well, I only had to buy a player's handbook to play at my game. I was like, well, yeah, but what did your DM buy? He bought a DM's guide. He bought a monster manual. Unless you're just going to, you know, I mean, in theory, you could get the D&D &D basic rules for 5e and you don't need even a player's handbook. But I mean, you know, you can't even go past level 10 with that. I mean, there's just you don't have all the information you need to run a fleshed out campaign without purchasing something. And uh, I, I don't. Yeah. I mean, especially your comparison between that and the, the idea of like Pathfinder 2.0. You know, I think the uh, the other thing that I think is really smart about this that we haven't talked about yet is that, um, you know, not to be, you know, jaded and cynical, but let's be honest, in the age of the Internet, it was only a matter of time before someone was going to convert these things to PDFs anyway. So, if yeah, you, I'm sure they're out there. If, you look. if you're going to look at this from the point of view of uh, like, you know, potential piracy, right, then um, what would be getting pirated would be an inferior copy, not well done it gets spread around and your company makes zero because, you know, if I take my, my books and I make crappy PDFs at home and I disseminate them on the internet for everybody else, because I'm irritated that I can't purchase it, then, you know, what's going to get disseminated is an inferior version for which MCG actually makes precisely $0. So, you know, at least this way they've, they've taken a hold of the wheel, I think a little bit. And they've said, well, if we're going to have PDFs of this at all, it's going to be good quality PDFs and we're going to try and distribute it, you know, as a package so that if you're buying it, you're not 
somebody that just downloaded one random PDF somewhere or purchased one random PDF and have, you know, a really inferior view of what the game is like. The rollout suggests all of the different accessories that you often have with new games. So it's not just about a book. It's about a lot of other things. And once you have multiple books and all of the other pieces, $99 for a PDF doesn't seem so bad for me. Yeah. And this is a, it is a complete game. Like you, if you get this, you have everything you need to run Invisible Sun. Sure, there are more books coming out later, um, but they're supplemental. Everything you need to like run this game for a long time is included. So um, I think with that, we're going to wrap things up. I've got a deadline and have to drop here. So uh, Rustin, thanks for sticking on and talking with us for a little bit more. Hey, fantastic to be on. Do you want to, want to give a second shot at that... Uh... Uh, uh, telling people what you want to plug or where to find you. Yeah, we should do that again because this is going to be a week later. Uh, yeah, let me uh, look the address up again because of all the things to catch me off guard. But, uh, eh, it's going okay. Um, well, I can't find my email address, so that's about how it's going with me. <laughs> um. So, Rustin, you're still taking submissions yes. for the Cybercaster. Uh, we'll find that. <laughs> that uh, email address and we'll make sure okay. to put it in the show notes. <laughs> we'll do. And we'll, uh, thank you for joining us. Um, and uh, uh, I look forward to playing in person with you soon. Yes, very much. Yeah. And I can't wait to sleep with you at Gen Con. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, I have, uh, we have definitely not slept together yet, Dave. So I'm excited about that. Oh, can't wait. Can't wait. This ends our walk. Maybe you discovered something today. Maybe you need to look closer. The music was titled Beyond from Wes Otis and Plate Mail Games. It is available from DriveThruRPG. Invisible Sun is the intellectual property of Monty Cook Games. You can find a link to their website in the show notes. You can find our blog at incantationspodcast.blogspot.com or email us at incantationspodcast at gmail.com. You can find me at Agonseer, that's at A-G-O-N-S-E-E-R, on Twitter. And you can find me at Tex underscore Red on Twitter. So please leave us a rating and a review on iTunes uh, or whichever uh, podcast app you are using. Uh, it really helps us out. Uh, we also like seeing ratings and reviews, whether they're good or bad. Uh, or else just tell a friend about the show. That's another great way to get the word out and ha help people find us.